internet security threats can we expect to see posing the greatest risks in 2012 and beyond? This week, Symantec released its annual internet security threat report, highlighting everything from the increasing number of spear phishing attacks to the advent of hacktivism and the potential threat it poses for every industry and organization. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Liam Omerku, Manager of Operations at Symantec Security Response. Liam, this internet security report is an annual analysis of online fraud and security trends, semantic reviews from a wide range of vendors and industries. Can you offer some background about the report, such as the number of years it's been published and how the information is collected? Sure, Tracy. We've been doing the internet security report for about 10 years. And every year we look at uh, changes that we've seen to the threat landscape. So that could be an increase in spam, a decrease in um, viruses that are being used, an increase in banking trojans. And it's a general overview of what happened in the last year. And it's useful in comparing to previous years so we can see what's changed. And the way we collect the data is we look at all the different telemetry that we have here in Semantics. So whether that's the amount of spam that we block or the amount of viruses we detect or incidents that we've investigated um, anywhere, any um, type of information we can gather and measure. Uh, we put into this report. We have a global intelligence network of about 65 million devices around the world that can report information back to us. And we use that for, for generating this report. And Liam, when you look at some of the results that were collected this year, which threats concern you the most and why? Well, I think the very big uh, issue that comes out of the report this year is the fact that uh, malicious attacks are increasing and they're increasing by a lot. Uh, so we saw that um, there's been a decrease in certain areas. For example, uh, the amount of spam being sent has decreased. Um, this year, the amount of vulnerabilities been found has decreased, but that hasn't uh, thwarted the attackers. The attackers are still pushing hard. They're using uh, kits and um, packs uh, that you can buy in the underground that help facilitate easy attacks and creating easy campaigns. And they're using them to great effect, and they're launching more and more attacks using these um, ready-made kits that they can just point and click at and then they can create a campaign. Now, one point that I found interesting is that while the number of online vulnerabilities dropped 20 percent from 2010 to 2011, the number of malicious attacks that Semantic tracked jumped 81 percent, and you've touched on some of that. But can you explain how we could see such a variance in those two numbers? Yeah, those are uh, very good points to pick out of the report. And really what we're seeing is uh, the attackers changing their tactics and they're changing the way they operate. So, for example, social media and social networks now are playing a large part in attacks and that the, that the attackers are using those social networks to launch attacks. Um, and as an example there, say, for example, you receive a spam that's advertising, you know, something and you receive a message from your friend that you, you think is coming from your friend is also advertising something, they're much more likely to trust the message that comes from your friends. And that's the sort of trust that the attackers are abusing, trying to take advantage of. Um, they, they have a lot of campaigns where um, if you're on a social network, you click on something um, inadvertently, it will spam out messages to all of your uh, friends on that uh, social media network. And they'll come from you and maybe they'll post to your wall or something like that and say, hey, look at this video. And then you think that your friend has posted it, so you're more likely to click on it. And so along with what I mentioned earlier about these exploit packs 
and um, that are in, they can use to facilitate uh, campaigns, easily setting up campaigns. They're also using social media and social networks to launch attacks, to get people to click on things that perhaps they shouldn't, uh, to go to websites that they normally wouldn't visit. Now, I'd like to point out that the 50-page report does offer quite a few details about a number of threats, everything from increases in spear phishing attacks to hacktivism. But I would like to highlight some of the social engineering schemes that you've just touched on and the exploitation of user behavior. Of course, these seem to be the root of most of the threats that we see. Why do so many organizations and industries continue to struggle when it comes to fighting these types of schemes? Well, you're right. Social engineering has definitely been a focus of the attackers for the past year, and it's definitely growing in its use. And we've seen that a trend of that over the last couple of years. And the reason for that is that it's becoming more and more difficult to attack somebody in an automated way without them having to be involved. So previously, in previous years, we saw many, many attacks where they, you didn't need to do social engineering. You could just launch an attack silently without the infected user ever knowing. Now what we're seeing is it's getting more difficult to launch those types of attacks. So the attackers are changing their tactics and they're trying to exploit the weaknesses of the user instead of the weaknesses of the system. They'll send you uh, what you think is a, a receipt for an airplane ticket, receipt for a, a lottery that you've won. Some of them are, are very convincing uh, targets attacks, for example, also rely on social engineering. Um, a targeted attack would be something like they get some information about you from available online or something like that, and then they'll send you a specially crafted email with information that maybe you expect to receive. And that's, again, social engineering. And uh, sometimes it can be very, very convincing. We've seen examples where people had attended a meeting the previous week and they were expecting to receive meeting minutes and they did receive an email that contained meeting minutes and it was for the right meeting and it had the correct list of attendees that had attended the meeting, but the email had actually been sent by an attacker. So the attacker obviously had some very, very deep uh, knowledge of what the uh, potential victim uh, was doing and what they were expecting to receive. And those sort of attacks are definitely increasing and, and the reason they're increasing is because they're effective. Um, it's very difficult for users to understand uh, what is uh, what they're meant to click on, what they're meant, not meant to click on, what's real and what's not. So when we think about social engineering and the exploitation of user behavior being the root of most of these internet threats and risks, why are we not doing enough to address those risks? Well, those risks are uh, very difficult to uh, address. Addressing user intelligence or user education um, is a very difficult thing. It's not something that we can sell a product for. And so what we do instead is we focus on the technological aspects of it and uh, try to protect. For example, in the last year, we've been very focused on targeted attacks and how to detect them. Um, how to look for uh, suspicious activity coming in, analyzing uh, the types of documents that are used in these attacks. And that's an area of focus for all uh, security products right now. At the end of the day, uh, the user is definitely a, a vulnerable point in the, in the chain, and uh, we need to have the technology that can aid them in making better decisions and protect them if they click on something that they're not meant to trying to have some sort of uh, heuristic information in there. So say, for example, uh, you have a Word document that tries to execute a program. Well, uh, normally you wouldn't expect that behavior from a Word document, so let's block that. And that's a lot of the technology that we've been putting into our products recently. Liam, when I step back for a moment and look at the report generally, it seems that most of the issues that institutions and organizations are having just relate to the fact that they have lacked security precautions and measures. Would you agree? 
Uh, that is an aspect in a lot of uh, attacks that we see. Definitely true that you're more likely to get infected if you have lax security procedures in place. And a lot of the attacks that we see are because uh, some aspect of security was either overlooked or ignored. And that happens in all sorts of organizations, right, from the very, very small um, up to the very largest organizations. And that's really where you need to have, uh, you know, your products in place and your strategy in place to protect against oversights. So it's fine to make, you know, oversights if you have a, a backup plan or there's something in place that is going to protect you. Um, just ignoring uh, the current threat landscape and just um, hoping that you're not going to get infected is, is not really going to work. And that's why the Internet Security Threat Report is, uh, is really good um, for organizations to look at and see, okay, these are the types of attacks that other people are being hit with, and this is what we need to be uh, looking out for. So looking ahead into 2012, Semantic notes that we can expect to face a number of the same challenges. Can you give some perspective on what we might expect to see more of this year? Sure. Well, in the report, we noticed that uh, the amount of uh, malware for mobile phones, for smartphones, is increasing. Now, we're still seeing a very small amount compared to what we see on other operating systems, um, but we're definitely seeing a focus by the attackers on uh, smartphones. They're looking to see how they can make money from infecting your, your smartphone. And we've seen already this year that some groups have figured out how to make money. We analyzed one group who were able to make a million dollars a year just from sending premium text messages from infected phones. And that gang were just uh, sending one text message per month from your phone. So it's not like they got on your phone and they started sending uh, hundreds of messages. They were doing it in a very slow, organized, discreet manner. So um, that's the sort of focus that we see attackers placing on smartphones right now. Obviously, a million dollars a year is, is quite a considerable amount, and we can expect to see in the future more attacks on uh, mobile phones. Um, outside of that, we've seen an increase in targeted attacks and uh, not just an increase, but um, a, di a farther distribution or a wider distribution of targeted attacks. So previously, we saw the targeted attacks only focused on um, CEOs or very important people in a company, and they only focused on uh, large companies, say, defense contractors or government agencies. Now what we're seeing is that targeted attacks are being uh, sent out to small uh, businesses as well. 50% of the attacks we saw this year, the targeted attacks went to companies with less than 2,500 people, and about 20% of these targeted attacks were sent to organizations with less than 250 people. So we can see that these targeted attacks are really being used very, very broadly, and we expect to see that continue uh, in the future as well. And then what about unique threats facing different global markets? Are there any significant differences among the threats you've noticed? Well, um, that ties in with what I said about uh, targeted attacks. Uh, we have seen targeted attacks, and they're going after very specific uh, markets. Um, we've seen them go after uh, oil companies. We've seen them go after uh, car manufacturers. Um, so we're starting to see uh, attackers emerge that are looking at very specific markets. Uh, and that is concerning. We've, for example, we saw attacks on the stock exchange. Uh, some of the uh, companies running the stock exchanges around the world last year and now they weren't significant attacks, but it shows that attackers are looking in that area. And what about if we step back to look at different regions of the world? 
Yes, we do see uh, different attacks based on different parts of the world. For the most part, we see that the attacks are global, they're spread out, and they, they're attacking all sorts of computers worldwide. But we do see some very specific attacks confined to certain uh, locations. A good example was um, a couple of years ago, we had the uh, Stuxnet attack that was targeting Iran, and Dooku, which was a follow-up threat that was only uh, targeting Iran. We also see ad-clicking Trojans that are will only display ads if you're in a specific country. We saw a threat last year that was only showing ads if you lived in the UK. If you're outside the UK, it wasn't affecting you. We saw banking Trojans that were only affecting uh, computers in Europe. They weren't interested in American banks. So yeah, we do see attackers trying out all sorts of, of different techniques and focusing on different both different markets and different locations. Now, to go back to talk a little bit about some of the differences that you see in the attacks that are waged against certain industries, from the report, it seems that healthcare appears to be an industry that's struggling the most. What can you tell us about healthcare and its seeming inability to adequately protect consumer data? Yes, we did see a lot of attacks on healthcare and a lot of data breaches uh, from healthcare this year, and we're not quite sure why uh, that is, but I guess uh, healthcare companies may not be as well protected as, say, for example, um, IT companies. Um, you would expect uh, IT companies maybe to have a better grasp on uh, security and how to protect uh, their products than a healthcare company. You know, that may have contributed to that. It's unclear exactly why we're seeing this increase in, in healthcare right now. And then, Liam, what advice could you offer about protecting organizations from some of these threats? Uh, well, the standard um, protection uh, procedures, which are to update your software and know what software you have installed and whatever you have installed, make sure it's updated. Get patches from your vendors. Have a security procedure in place. Have a security product installed on your computers and on your network. And really to think about what it is that you want to protect and uh, put your resources in place to protect that. So if you're a home user and you want to protect your uh, banking information, and then you want to make sure that your computer is updated and patched and that you have a security product installed. If you're a, a large corporation, obviously uh, you want to have a, a layered approach to uh, security. You're taking multiple precautions to protect your data and particularly identifying in your network what it is that is most valuable, say for example your intellectual property, and having access control, uh, proper access control to that data and that would go a long way towards uh, improving the situation. Liam, I want to thank you again for your time today. Sure, no problem. It's nice talking with you. Again, we've just heard from Liam Omerku of Semantic. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.